0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, if you've listened to me very often, you know that I I have some frequent complaints about the divisions of the Bible into chapters and verses. Not the fact that it is divided into chapters and verses, but the fact that it was done by men and often not under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Um, The divisions with um, chapters and verses are only several hundred years old, whereas many of the scriptures are 3,500 years old. Uh, They were not created with chapter breaks and verse breaks. So sometimes one chapter is not finished uh, where they break it, and sometimes they um, uh, will put the the divisions in the wrong places. And this next chapter we're about to read is one of the, the best examples I can think of, Because chapter 31, the last verse of chapter 31, says these words, chapter 31, Deuteronomy 31, verse 30, and Moses recited the words of this song from beginning to end in the hearing of the whole assembly of Israel. And so what's to follow that sentence ends up in the next chapter because of the arbitrary break. This song that it's referring to comes in chapter 32. And so the the whole of uh, chapter 32, with the exception of the last dozen verses or half dozen verses, are the words of the song. And so let's read now Deuteronomy chapter 32. Listen, you heavens, and I will speak. Hear, you earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord, O praise the greatness of our God! He is the rock, His works are perfect, and all of His ways are just, a faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is He. They are corrupt and not His children to their shame, they are a warped and crooked generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, you foolish and unwise people? Is He not your Father, your Creator, who made you and formed you? Remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father, and he will tell you, your elders, and they will explain it to you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, he divided all mankind. He set up boundaries for the peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is his allotted inheritance. In a desert land he found him in a barren and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. The Lord alone led him. No foreign god was with him. He made him ride on the heights of the land and fed him with the fruit of the fields. He nourished him with honey from the rock, and with oil from the flinty crag, with curds and milk from herd and flock, and from fattened lambs and goats, with choice rams of Bashan and the finest kernels of wheat. You drank the foaming blood of the grape. Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. Filled with food, they became heavy and sleek. They abandoned the God who made them and rejected the rock their savior. They made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. They sacrificed to false gods, which are not God, gods they had not known, gods that recently appeared, gods your ancestors did not fear. You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw this and rejected them because he was angered by his sons and daughters. I will hide my face from them, he said. And see what their end will be. For they are a perverse generation, children who are unfaithful to me. They made me jealous by what is no God, and angered me with their worthless idols. I will make them envious by those who are not a people. I will make them angry by a nation that has no understanding. For a fire will be kindled by my wrath, one that burns down to the realm of the dead below. It will devour the earth and its harvest, and set afire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap calamities on them, and spin my arrows against them. I will send wasting famine against them, consuming pestilence and deadly plague. I will send against them the fangs of wild beasts, the venom of vipers that glide in the dust. In the street the sword will make them childless. In their homes terror will reign." The young men and young women will perish, the infants and those with gray hair. I said I would scatter them and erase their name from human memory. But I dreaded the taunts of the enemy, lest the adversary misunderstand and say, Our hand has triumphed. The Lord has not done all this. They are a nation without sense. There is no discernment in them. If only they were wise and would understand this and discern what their end will be. How could one man chase a thousand or put ten thousand to flight unless their God, their rock, had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up? For their rock is not like our rock, or even as our enemies concede. Their vine comes from the vine of Sodom and from the fields of Gomorrah, Their grapes are filled with poison, and their clusters with bitterness. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. Have I not kept this in reserve, and sealed it in my vaults? It is mine to avenge, I will repay. In due time their foot will slip, their day of disaster is near, and their doom rushes upon them. The Lord will vindicate his people and relent concerning his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left, slave or free. He will say, Now where are their gods, the rock they took refuge in, the gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise up to help you. Let them give you shelter. See now that I am he. There is no God beside me. I put to death, and I bring to life. I have wounded, and I will heal, and no one can deliver out of my hand. I lift my hand to heaven and solemnly swear, as surely as I live forever, when I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand grasps it in judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood while my sword devours flesh the blood of the slain and the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice, you nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies and make atonement for his land and people. Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and spoke all the words of this song in the hearing of the people. When Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you, they are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. On that same day the Lord told Moses, Go up to the Abiram range to Mount Nebo in Moab, across from Jericho, and view Canaan the land I am giving the Israelites as their own possession. There on the mountain that you have climbed, you will die and be gathered to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. This is because both of you broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah, Kadesh, in the desert of Zin, and because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites. Therefore, you will see the land only from a distance, You will not enter the land I'm giving to the people of Israel. Now, friends, obviously, that was a highly prophetic and significant song. Lots and lots of beautiful imagery and lots of prophecy contained within it. There's much more than I can cover in this. But I do want to have a a few remarks concerning what you just heard. So the opening is, listen, you heavens, and I will speak. Hear, you earth the words of my mouth, let my teaching fall like rain and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. And so even in English, it sounds very poetic and melodious. Um, Obviously, in Hebrew, it was to be sung. And so the opening words um, sound like a song in terms of Uh, rhyme and meter and the nature of the words themselves, but they contain messages. And all through this song, there are, as I said, um, messages to that generation and messages to every generation to come. There's a number of references to the Lord, their rock, and we believe this to be a reference to the Messiah, the rock. For example, verse one, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock. His works are perfect and all of his ways are just. And so that refers to Yahweh, but it also refers to Jesus. And then in verse 15, they abandoned the God who made them and rejected the rock, their Savior. And so specifically the rock, their Savior. Once again, the New Testament imagery is Jesus, is the rock, our Savior. In verse 18, you deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. And so John chapter 1, verse 1, says that Jesus was there in the beginning as the creator, the God who um, uh, gave them birth. And so these references to Israel's rock, we believe, alludes to uh, Jesus, Israel's Messiah. Now, there's a very interesting passage. um, Verse 7 and 8 say the following. Now, listen to this carefully. It's about when God divided the nations. I'm reading it in the New International Version first. Remember the days of old, consider the generations long past. Ask your father, and he will tell you, your elders, and they will explain to you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries for the peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel. Now let's just stop right there and consider it on its face. First, it talks about um, generations long ago, before the time of Moses, uh, when the Most High God gave the nations their inheritance, he divided up all mankind. So this was at some point in antiquity when he divided mankind. It goes on to say he set up boundaries for the people according to the numbers of the sons of Israel. Now, there's a problem with that. Israel was not yet born um, in the time frame that's alluded to. And so there were no sons of Israel. Jacob, of course, is Israel, um, the person who was given the name Israel. And so there were no sons of Israel. There were no boundaries for the, the number of the sons of Israel, or according to the number of sons of Israel, because no sons of Israel had been born. Well, there is a, a version of the Bible that um, you may hear referred to occasionally, and it's called the Septuagint. It's a very old Greek version of the Old Testament. And um, it's, it's one of the oldest volumes that's always consulted when Bible translations are made. And sometimes there's a variance in the text of the Septuagint to some of the other translations. And so um, uh, let me read the same verse 8 from the Septuagint. It says, When the Most High divided the nations, He separated the sons of Adam, He set the bounds of the nations according to the number of angels of God. Now that's very different. He divided all mankind according to the numbers of the angels of God. The reference that I just read before from the New International Version said it was according to the numbers of the sons of Israel, which didn't exist. And so this has been a controversial passage. In Judaism, there's a belief in some circles of Judaism and some circles of Christianity as well. That the earth was divided according to uh, the number, 70 being the number, of certain angelic beings, um, some good, some evil, all around the world. For example of this, you can see in Daniel chapter 10, a reference to an angelic being called the uh, the Prince of Persia, another one called the Prince of Greece. In other words, they had a physical realm that they were responsible for. Another angel, Michael, was Israel's prince. And so he was over uh, their physical geography in the time of Daniel. And so the number of angels, perhaps the land was divided according to, if not 70, some number of the angels of God. That may be how the nations were divided. And so there may be angelic beings over the various nations, um, fallen angels in opposition to the good angels of God, but angels of God nonetheless. interesting. You can look into it some other time. Uh, There's a passage in this chapter we just read of 32, the song, where the Lord says, I will wet my glittering sword and my hand will take hold on judgment. I will render vengeance to my adversaries. Verse 42, I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword shall devour flesh with the blood of the slain and captives. Verse 43, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. Now, these references to, to blood and vengeance. This appears in the New Testament as well. I won't read all the passages, but I will read one from Revelation uh, chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. When Jesus opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, "How long, Sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood and so Moses had prophesied this back in Deuteronomy that there would be an, the avenging of blood would take place by the Lord." for the blood of his servants, and the, the servants are alluded to in Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. This chapter's uh, song finishes, and then there's a couple of verses about the death of Moses. It's once again foretold that he's going to climb um, a mountain. He's going to go to Mount Nebo, and there on the mountaintop, he's going to die and be gathered to his people. And once again, it's because of the rebellion or the error when he and Aaron broke faith with the Lord in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah struck the rock. And so he says once again in this chapter in verse 52, therefore, you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I'm giving the people of Israel. And so, friends, let's finish this with a, a short prayer. Lord, we just appeal to the rock of Israel, the rock of our salvation the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, may we willingly fall on the rock and be spiritually broken before you so that you don't have to fall on us and crush us in vengeance. We pray for this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer.